Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called A Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. The book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 18. We're going to take you down to verse 14. And I want to talk this week about the God of the impossible. You know, sometimes God's people are brought to places of impossibility so that God can prove himself to them. And let's just see if we can go through. You know a lot of these stories, but let me see if we can just give some emphasis to them. And I'd like to be used of the Lord to, to build your faith, first of all, as a child of God this week, to know that God not only is going to take care of your soul, my friend, but he's going to take care of you while here on this earth. And then in turn, if you're listening, if your faith is weak, as far as thinking about salvation is concerned, and you hadn't put your faith the finished work of Jesus Christ, what he did there at Calvary. May, may we say some things to build your faith, whereby you can put your trust in Christ alone, because it's he alone can save. I've talked to a lot of people, and I said, sir, how are you doing? He said, well, under the circumstances. Well, the children of God are not under circumstances, really, doctrinally speaking. I mean, we've been given wings of eagles to fly over problems and trials, and we need to look at them as God looks at them from the sort of the top down. Let's see if we can sort of whet your appetite here. Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, it says, is anything too hard for the Lord? You know, that's quite a statement. And I know the average person, the average Christian say, well, uh, not. But we've seen ourselves in situations to where, where it was too big for God. And here within the context of the passage, the book of Genesis, starting there at Genesis chapter 12, we see that God gave victory in a promise. In Genesis chapter 12, God took Abraham out. We think about Ur of the Chaldees. And God said to him, I'm going to make you a great nation. Then in chapter 15, he said, I'm going to bless your seed and make them as the stars of heaven. By chapter 17, there was, uh, well, there was the confirmed promise. But by the time you get to the end of chapter 21, there's nothing. He said, what do you mean? Abraham, I'm going to make your seed as the stars of heaven. How many stars are there? There's hundreds and thousands and millions of stars, and it's not going to make you seed like the sand of the seashore. And here, by the time you get to chapter 21 of the book of Genesis, Abraham is old. He's 99 years old. His wife is old with him. They're both dead as far as the ability to be able to functionally uh, take and provide. Um, God would bless with children. God would bless with life. I mean, it's just no way possible. And yet God promised to bless him. All right, so we think the promises of God has failed. And there is no way now that Abraham can have a child. I mean, outside of just an impossibility. I mean, there's just, there's just no way. But you know, in Genesis chapter 21, God comes along. And it says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord said unto Sarah as he had spoken. And Sarah conceived and bare a son in their old age. You say, well, what are you saying, preacher? What God promised, he brought to pass. And now today, you know, the impossible happened because I know Abraham's kids are in every nation of the world today. We think about God's chosen people. We think about the nation of Israel. We think about Jewish people. So what did God do? God made a promise. It looks as if, it looked as if, if you can read Genesis chapter 12 all the way up to chapter 21, it looks as if somehow the promises of God would not work. I have seen situations in my own life. Boy, I've been there, done that. And as far as just looking at things in reality, 
reality said there is just no way that anything can happen here. Reality has said that, you know, it's impossible. But see, once again, uh, God brings people to places of impossibility. Sometimes he has to do that to prove himself to them. Uh, you know, as far as situations are concerned, sometimes they, uh, I don't know how to put this, they, they get to the place of impossibility. I'm talking to some people right now. How do you say, Brother Mon, if God doesn't provide for us a miracle, there's a lot of situations in, in my country, the country I live in, I live in the United States of America, where a lot of people are bankrupt as far as the economics are concerned. I mean, the crunch is on. If God doesn't do something miraculously, you know, people said, I'm sunk. So, you know, God's people sometime, God brings his people, put it this way, to the place of impossibility to prove himself. I'm glad I serve the God of the impossible. Until tomorrow, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.